All right, this is Side by Side Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Sam, and this is my guest, uh, Jonathan Mata, man. Thank you for being here. Thank you, bro, for having me. No, thank you again, man, for accepting this invitation. Um, you've actually been highly requested, man. A couple thank of people you. have uh, have told me, you know who you should have on? They're like, you should have Jonathan Mata on. And, you know, I thought this would be the perfect opportunity to do it, um, maybe get a little more experience and uh, feel a little more comfortable with, um, you know, doing this and so i think we're gonna have like a great conversation i think we're gonna yeah. do some some good things um you know how have you been doing man i've been doing great man god is good uh gracias. everything's been going good this year so but yes i've been doing real real good how how is your um because you you go to fuente de vida that's your church right yes how's yes. how's this church been handling this whole like COVID situation uh well we have been going you know little by little and and I guess living day by day like everybody has been. But I think a lot of people are done with the situation as sure. being scared and, and, and stuff like that. I think, if anything, we spoke about fear more than anything in 2020. But uh, but yes, uh, it's it's it looks like we're looking at light at the end of the right. tunnel. Right. We're, we're coming to the end of it. Right. Yes. Did did you ever get COVID? I did, bro. As a matter of fact, uh, in February 2020. Uh, I remember that I had done a wedding and uh, after the wedding, literally during the wedding, I oh. started feeling sick, bro. And it was an outdoor wedding. Wow. So my voice was going out and I remember telling this guy, I was like, you know, the ones that I was married, I was like, bro, the wedding ain't going to be that long. And plus <laughs> I don't do weddings that long either, you know, because I don't want to be standing up there so sure. long. But, uh, and as soon as that, man, my voice started going and then I started getting all the cough and, and all that stuff. And, and so I didn't know what was going on with me for a few weeks. But it started getting worse with fevers coming back and forth. And uh, I didn't realize that, bro, till uh, maybe about a month and a half or two later when they came back and they said, hey, man, you know what? You had uh, the virus. But it was wow. it was it was hard, man. And and, uh, and uh, like dehydration and all the stuff that happened, man. And I really give thanks to God that que me dio la oportunidad de todavía vivir to, to so go it, on. it hit you pretty hard, though. Yes, right? yes. Like, and I didn't even know what it was, bro, you know? Yeah. And so the doctor told me one day, he's like, hey, do you know what the coronavirus is? And I was like, oh, I've heard of it from a distance, but I didn't know it was that close, you know? But yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Because, you know, at least for me, I don't think I've ever gotten it, you know? And so for me, um, you know, some people might say I'm a skeptic, you know, and like, I don't believe in it. I don't, I wouldn't go that far. You know, I thought maybe like there's been an overreaction, but I think people, different people have different experiences. Yes. And so for you, you're saying it hits you pretty, pretty hard. Yeah. You, it hit me. Did you ever feel like, you know, you weren't going to make it or, or? No, there was a day and I say this in, you know, for those that lost loved ones, you know, my prayers still go out to them, you know, in these times that that's difficult to to adjust to a new life without your parent, your uncle, your, right. your aunt. And I've lost friends, you know, and, and stuff whenever uh, we were going through this time. But, yeah, man, I, there was a moment that maybe about after two or two or three weeks, because it was hitting me hard, and that I told God, yeah, I think this is it, you know. And wow. I, told, I told the church and uh, places that I go speak at, I was like, man, you know, this is it. I'm about to leave my kids behind, my wow. beautiful wife, and I'm about to make her sign a contract to never, ever get married again, you know? <laughs> so stuff like that was coming in my mind. I wow. was playing. But, but you know, I said, Lord, give me a chance, you know? And adios uh, gracias me levantó de nuevo. I was, at the moment at our church, I was the one until this day that got it the, the, the hardest. Wow. So I came back, and I lost about more than 15, 16 pounds. Wow. And uh, after a few uh almost a month man because it took me about two months to recover because it was hard to breathe bro like going back trying to go out there and run bro i yeah. was like i couldn't <laughs> run i couldn't do anything but. and you stay active man you, you you play softball i'm sure you also still play basketball yes and stuff. i don't play basketball like i used to and a lot of yeah. people don't really remember that i i used to have a jump shot but now <laughs> it's like you pick and choose if you're gonna yeah. go up or not and you're thinking about work to the next the day next you know day. Yeah, yeah. but you're like oh, i wonder if i'm gonna do it no you know what i'm saying but but yeah i stay active i try to stay active it's it's very therapeutic, I guess you could say. Yeah, that. yeah, for sure. And, and so it helps you out to clear out your mind and stuff like that. But I, I love doing it but, and, and playing sports. But man, that that's what makes it like to me so weird that you're saying that it hits you so hard because you stay active. You're young, you know. And usually they say like this hits you know people like that are much older and with like underlying conditions like really hard. 
but like it's almost like you're an anomaly like like how did how did that happen just to you it's like, just crazy bro like you said that because it's funny because one time i got shingles this was like about four, <laughs> like two shingles. years yeah bro watch this yeah. so like two years ago i got shingles i think we we're we were coming back from california or uh, about three years ago we were coming back from california and i got home and i started getting this right here about a, a red bro it started getting like a rash and so sorry about that saying about a rash everybody's <laughs> thinking about the rash but i was like man you know what i got bed bugs you know you try to diagnose yourself right right right. I went to the whatever. doctor. Yeah, I went to the doctor. Exactly. Google. And I went to the doctor. And as soon as I got to the doctor, the doctor's like, um, you don't have bed bugs. I like that dude just looked at me and I was like, what do I have? He goes, you got shingles. I was like, shingles. I was like, man, I'm not above 50. And he started laughing. He's like, who told you that above 50, you get shingles. You get shingles at any age. It can be from a toddler, from a baby wow. to anyway. And said, he was telling me a story like people get in the face and, oh, and it's just God. horrible. But like I was telling you, like, anything or everything it looks like i get like i got it's uh, a rare disease it, or whatever yes, bro, or, it like has come to me yeah. for some reason i don't know what it is you know but but thankfully i was able to to get past that but but yes man it was just a crazy 2020 uh coming out of that you know and i was glad i was the first to get it right kind of to be there especially as a leader Sure. To to be able to 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 help others that were around me at the time, you know, and to keep going on. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna switch gears a little bit. So you you just mentioned you were a leader. So is that what you do for your church now? I am. I work as an associate pastor. Some people call it co-pastor. Okay. Uh, I've been there uh, all my life, and so uh, after being a youth pastor. Uh, I moved into being what it is a co-pastor, and so it's been great. It's been challenging. Sure. It's been things that I've been learning. Uh, I don't go out to speak as much as I used to due to the reason now the church requires you to be there. Bro. Right, so right, right. my dad always thought, and I did, that I was going to be an evangelist, as in that was going to be my, my gig to go out and right, do that. Right. But now the Lord has called us to be back, and uh, me and Maggie, my wife, we've been working there. And it's been good, man, uh, learning to adapt to uh, new cultures and new ages. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. if anything I've seen in these last few years is that everybody wants to work with each other. Back in the days, bro, yeah. it's like you didn't want to get close to that hermano, that yeah. hermana, <laughs> That's true. because you didn't know if she te iba or she was going to judge right, you. Right. But if, if anything, I've seen this, that everybody's been united. And I see it all over the place, not only at our church, at different churches that from the, the oldest to the youngest, they're working together to do great things for the Lord. So you mentioned you were a youth pastor. Like, what was that like? I, I, I kind of, I do that kind of now. I'm not a youth pastor, but I'm, I'm part of the like leadership team, like with the youth. And you know, there's, there's, you know, there are good moments, and then there's like their heart, the hard moments. Man, what, what was that like for you? For me, it was difficult, and I'll tell you this because it was, I grew up, bro, and I never had a youth pastor. You know, it was, okay. it was only the pastor and never a youth pastor. Wow. And so we had youth leaders that came in and they, they impacted us in, in different ways, but we never had a youth pastor for somebody to run through, run to. And so at an age group and at an age that I had, you know, you start experiencing uh, or experimenting things and stuff like that. And you couldn't run to anybody at the moment. But I remember that when I was, I became a youth pastor, which I didn't want to become a pastor, never did, bro. Uh, I told my dad one day, I don't want to be like you. I don't want to be a pastor. I don't want to do anything like you. And the other the other time he was laughing because um, I became a pastor. I, I waited about four years, just like he did. Had my first boy and I had a boy and then waited four years. And then I had the next boy. That's the same thing he did. Same pattern, and yeah. then we live like a block away from the church. So he's so like, you became your dad. Yeah. Who's laughing now? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, the experience, the, you get to know these youth and still to this day, I run into them, uh, out in the stores or maybe at other churches. And uh, I, I feel really good whenever I see them at other places serving Yeah, because of the fact that, you know, it, it's sad to see a lot of them, you know, pull away from God. But, um, but yeah, it's great experience. I mean, you know, the youth rallies, the camps and yeah. all those things. It's so much fun, bro. And it, and it goes so fast. And I tell people and I tell the youngsters, Hey man, get involved with church. Like right yeah. now, you know, cause I know that sometimes you start dating somebody else and then you go into your, you drift into yeah. your own thing, but it's like, just take this time. Cause you're going to be married forever. You know what I'm saying? Right, and right. you're not going to get these uh, opportunities to work with the youth to experience all the things that, that happen, you know? Yeah, I'm in a place now where um, with the youth department, like I, I want to like create change. I want to create like 
just an atmosphere of like healing and an atmosphere of like just welcoming for, for everyone. And so that, so that everyone can feel like, you know, that they're a part of, you know, you know, God's kingdom, yes. you know? And I know like, I think, I don't know if it's you or someone that works with you. Like, I feel bad that I forget his name. Cause I think he's my cousin's husband. Y'all started this like group. I think it, y'all called it, um, y'all called it, uh, taking over the city or something. Oh, like that. taking the city or taking yes. the city. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taking the that's city. from your church, right? Yes, that's from our church. It's uh, Ernesto. Shout out okay. to Ernesto. Ernesto. He managed, but he's uh, he he started working in that area and started going out there and evangelizing and doing all those great things for the Lord. So we, I, I want, like, it's it's not the same thing, but it's similar. Like, I want to do something similar to where, like, I want to invite other churches. I think y'all were inviting other churches yes. too, right? Yes. And and I want to invite other churches. And just like pack this place up, right, with just young people, you know, young people that are in love for God, young people that are like interested in the things of God. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know how to do it. You know, I have like certain ideas and, and I try with outreaches and you know, we, we've done a few outreaches. We've done, um, you know, some events here. We do what we call like nights of worship. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, just different stuff like that, you know, because. I don't know. I want to like leave a legacy, you know. I, w- I want to leave something for the next generation, you know. And I don't know, like, what what advice like would you give someone I, like me? I man? think uh, it's crazy that you say leave a legacy. Uh, one of my favorite authors, Miles Monroe, he, he said this in one of his books. He said, "Everybody is born with a gift to give to their generation," mm. and and it's crazy that you say that, and it's awesome that you say that because that's how uh, everybody wants to impact the nation not to get attention you know in any way like right. we were talking uh some people call me pastor i don't feel that way yet maybe because i'm not a senior pastor yet sure. but uh, whenever the word pastor comes out uh the youth they're not even the youth people out there in the world are like oh you because they already saw what a pastor was maybe right. they had a bad experience you know what i'm saying oh, and so they see you and they're like oh you're you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. and so but uh, going back to what you were saying i think networking with other churches is great uh I think that's how we met with, you know, uh, Fuente de Vida and Templo right. Cristo Rey right, with right. other churches. It's just networking. I think we went to go play basketball and then volleyball and then it started off with soccer yeah, and then yeah. all the time. And then everybody, you know, all the competitors go out there and, <laughs> and we're trying to, yeah. uh, you know, destroy each other. On people yeah, and, yeah. and destroy ankles or whatever. But at the end of the day, you become friends because yeah. I have a lot of friends that I've met uh, through networking. And it wasn't maybe at a service at the beginning because that's how they even work with us. But uh, but that's what you have to do. Just connect with other people to work for the kingdom of God. Yeah, I love that. And and I like that you mentioned that, like, how our churches kind of came together. You know, I know you know a lot of people here from Cristo Rey. Yes. Um, and I know some people from, from your church. I don't know a whole lot. Yeah. Um, but uh, I just think that, like, sometimes christians can get caught up in like denominations yes. you know and n- not even like sometimes even within our own district man like you you get like competitive and like our church is better than your church kind of thing and and it's like no dude like we're all on the same team exactly. you know and i think we're stronger if we come together you know and so uh, i think you're on to something when, when you say that like networking you know find ways to um you know improve your um your church by like taking from other people because other people are a resource man exactly. and, and they can teach you things that maybe you don't know you know yourself and so uh, i think that's something that i am learning you know uh most recently in these like coming days like now it's just like you know i i can't do it by myself like i, I need uh other people and i say i we need other people and you know i think it's it's something powerful when you know people come together you know and are on like one accord, you know, like have oh, yes. this, you know, the, the same mindset, you know. Yes, because if you, I always say this when I speak, and I always tell people, uh, it doesn't matter if you're similar to God or Iglesia de Dios or, or wherever it is. At the end of the day, when we get to heaven, we're going to be under one name, you mm, know, that's above every name, you know. That's right. And so that's who we're going to be serving. It's not going to be like, well, my mansion is next to his because, you know, we <laughs> right. went to the same church. You know what I'm saying? And 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 so it's it's got to be we have to start from here, you know, yeah. uh, working and, and, and getting involved with others so that we can do things. And I've learned that, bro, because 
uh, in the last years, I've learned that because, like you said, it's competitions. Like, oh, so you left the art church to go there, or, 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 oh, so you're gonna go there, and so it's not supposed to be like that because at the end of the day, the souls aren't ours. Right. Like as the pastors, as, as leaders, the souls are are Jesus. You know. Right. And so, but yeah, man, I've met some great people. Uh, I've traveled and I've been able to go to different churches and be like, man, that's a great idea. You okay. know, that's awesome. And it yeah. impacts you. Like, why didn't I think of that? Not right. every idea that they do right. works good with us because we work in different zones, you know. But, yeah, man, it's it's crazy. What's what's that like to – I've done it, but nowhere near, like, your level to go to other churches and preach. Like, what's that like? You know, you know it's – my friend was asking me the other day. He was like, John, you know that before this whole Instagram and before – it was during the MySpace era, you know, okay. back in the day. But I, I did for a long time go and travel and preach at different other places, man, all over the place. And, and it was awesome because – you you would get there was a time I remember it was some years and and my wife remembers this that every weekend we were going out and speaking in different places wow. you know and we were meeting uh, new people new youth and and speaking in different areas and and I thank God that till this day. Uh, being at 36 years old, I still get invited to speak yeah. to the youth. And I'm like, I feel great when they yeah. tell me that, you know? And so, but it was, it was, it was fun. But once you have kids, it totally, it's different, yeah, you know, yeah, because yeah. Uh, you're getting there and you have to either work with a diaper bag and you go up there with a diaper bag instead of the Bible. So you're so mixed up and stuff. So, <laughs> but yeah, it, it was, it was a nice experience that, that we went through or that I went through. And uh, like I said, it's it's it goes like gradually and it led me to come back right to where I first started, which was church, with which churches. was Fuente de Vida, where we started. At. Right, right, right. And just now pastoring. Do you feel like you connect more with like the youth like then? Because I'm assuming now you, you preach to like the adults and everything. Yes. Um, I feel now, man, same? that I can speak to all ages, but I, I connect now with with the adults. Okay. You know? And so, and uh, I love to speak and, and preach in Spanish. Uh, back before 2008, I was speaking nothing but English, okay. bro. Okay. So I picked up some books and started <laughs> le- uh, reading okay. them in Spanish, bro, because I was forgetting my Spanish yeah, and it wasn't yeah. really good. I can relate. And yeah. so, and then there gives a moment where you're even forgetting English. So you're yeah. like, oh my God. <laughs> you know, but, but yeah, man, you, yeah, I've connected with a lot of the adults, but and now the adults that I'm working with, are people that were working with me during my youth time, you oh, know? Wow. So it's kind of cool that we're, and now we're working with our parents or their parents, you know, and sure. stuff. so there's some cool adults out there, bro. Yeah. No. You know, because I, I'll tell you this, uh, my wife and I, we went to this, uh, uh, restaurant and, uh, we were sitting next to this couple and, and while we were eating there, there was a, a lady and she was older and bro, she had, she was funny. That's what she was, okay. you know? And she was about over 80 years old, bro. But she was making us laugh. And I was like, that is contagious. Like the way she's acting, because I know youth that are about 20 to 15 years old, bro. And they, you don't want to be around with them because siempre andan bajo. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, man, it's not right there. It's not about the whole age thing. It's about how youthful your heart is. I don't Mm. know if that makes sense. No, it does. But, but, uh, but yeah, man. So. But you meet a lot of people, bro, and and I used to be a shy person, believe it or not. Really? Yes, mm, I would only surprising. be. I, yeah, I know it's surprising. Yeah. Uh, my brother's not. He's very out. He like to okay. speak and do crazy stuff. But me, uh, I'm, I'm reserved. But in the years that I started opening up, I used to be reserved with only my crew, my friends, you know. But after that, I started just opening up, and mm. and you know, wow. started changing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that that's uh. That's interesting. You know, I uh, I can definitely see that, like, where y- when you begin to, you know, start trying to, like, uh, focus on a specific group, then, of course, you're going to, like, relate to them more and whatnot. And plus, obviously, you're married and you have kids. And so, again, you can relate in those areas um, and stuff like that. So I, I can totally see all that. But what really surprises me is you telling me that it's almost like you. It sounded like you feel more comfortable speaking in Spanish now. Is that what what I heard? Or I I I do feel like it now. Like to speak in Spanish, wow. I can probably quote more verses in Spanish than, than anything. You know, while I'm out, while I'm sure. out in the flyer, out speaking. You know, but but yes, but yes. Wow. I um I try to do this thing where um at least with the the Bible, if I if I learn it in English, I want to learn it in Spanish. You know, because you just never know. Like oh, you know, yeah. sometimes. Like you might be put in a position to to share a word, 
um and you can't just know it in english i don't know I, for me i hate when i like i was like oh i know how to say it in english but i don't know how to say it in spanish you know and so google translate yeah i mean <laughs> that that helps right that helps for sure but you know like you want to be like one of those fiery people that just gives you that word just in that in like instant you know or whatever and so i've i've taken it upon myself that if i learn a bible verse which i try to do more you know is like learn more and more like bible verses um and i have like a reason for it too like i feel like not enough people memorizes memorize the the bible and i think it's a disservice to themselves i think if you want to have conversations real conversations with god um you need to learn how to speak his language mm -hmm. like you don't need to like uh memorize the bible to have a, a conversation with god you don't have to go that complex mm -hmm. but eventually you do like you know you start off with simple conversations with god that's fine yeah you, you can do that but if you eventually want to get to another level you know you, you got to be able to speak his language you know like jesus did that right like mm -hmm. he would he would quote from isaiah he would quote from like um the old testament well clearly because the new testament wasn't out yet but like he would do that yeah, you yeah. know and like he would speak god's language yeah you know and i think sometimes we do ourselves that, that disservice where um we we don't give it the importance that that it really needs mm -hmm. you know and so for me that that's one thing that i've really taken upon myself is to um to learn his word but again not just in one language but like in another language yes. you know in both languages yes. i guess so um i don't know for you like do you do you like try to memorize him or for you is it more like it just comes as you're studying it. I, it. It just comes as I'm studying because when I try to memorize something, yeah. you know, back in the days, bro, you know this better than I, you could memorize probably yeah. 20 people's phone number. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. It's back in the day when we all had pagers and if you did, but I had one, but uh, I remember that, bro, you would memorize people's name and go to a, a pay phone and, and, and call or whatever. Or if, if you called from your house, you know, back in the days when there were house phones, I know that there's people still have, my parents have still a house. Oh, phone. Wow. I do not. But, um, but yeah, it's so hard to memorize nowadays stuff because you're so glued to your phone and you're right. so glued to other stuff that it is hard to 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 take a time. So for me, whenever I'm studying or I'm writing a sermon and God's giving me a word, um, I'm working on it. Uh, I started this thing. If it helps anybody else out, yeah, come on, is, give uh, some hints. Give whenever, some tips. whenever I'm, whenever I preach, whether I have color coding down in my ipad okay, you know okay so if it's blue it's in english you know yeah. i'm gonna be speaking if it's red or if it's green it's gonna be in spanish you know and so i do everything red whether it's the word of god even though he's not talking jesus christ ain't talking at the moment but i do it in order to to memorize but i did all this color coding uh because of the fact that sometimes i had to speak at churches both language and uh -huh. i was saving them the trouble of bringing a translator sure and i could do it and so i started translating for people and i got invited to translate for people and and the first times bro i don't know if you've ever done it to translate for others nah. you get them down bro you're like oh man i messed up and <laughs> yeah. especially when you're translating for somebody yeah and people are shouting down shouting the words out yeah there, like, like they got it down bro yeah. you know what i'm saying they come and, up here and <laughs> they're not even paying attention yeah. to the to the preaching they're like yeah. they're just helping you out and they're just helping you picking and everything so i was like i gotta i yeah. gotta learn this really good so right. i i started whenever i started speaking i remember i used to go in front of the mirror and practice you know believe it or not like speak and do my sermons when i first started and uh but yeah man it, it's it's helped me out uh a lot so it's but it's, yes. it's funny you say the people that shout out and try to help out the translator because i'm that guy <laughs> like in the front like you know uh it's this or whatever and um but while i do that and maybe it's annoying for the the translator like I know I could never do it. Like I've tried it. I've tried to go up there and translate. It's hard. It's hard to, you know, um, just be on point and just have the, the correct translation, you know, and sometimes it's not just about the correct translation. It's the, what idea they're trying to get across. And, you know, you know it's funny. when you say that, um, a few years ago, I was at a church and I was translating and while I was doing it, um, Obviously, we have different. We have uh, people that are from Mexico, from Honduras, from El Salvador and everything. And yeah. not all the words sound the same for others. They right, might right. be offensive. Right. So that's the other reason I wanted to learn it real good. Because when cuando te atrababas or you were getting stuck in the moment, uh, you would hear like, 
40 different people give me 30 different things and then they're like, you can hear the gasp you yeah. know in the crowd but i was like i gotta learn this really good but but yeah man i i i always tell people this especially our generation especially los hispanos like if you know english and you know spanish bro that's awesome that's a great tool to have under your belt yeah. because you can be used in different ways in different forms you know what i'm saying but i still like to listen to a lot of spanish music that yeah. hits to the heart you know what i'm saying and there's some english on too but I, my go-to is always spanish i don't know what it is man uh, yeah. i don't know what it is that's again that's that's so weird for me like it's so foreign because i know for me like when i read the bible i read in english um when i like uh meditate or where i'm preparing a word like i always do it in english even if i'm going to preach it in spanish because like, on the big side they it's it's in spanish you got to do it in spanish and fine whatever but I always like prepared it in English and then like I just go back and like kind of translate it or whatever. Um, but it's just I guess that's the dynamic of being a um, a bilingual, you yeah. know, is that um, sometimes you have a strength. I think for some people, it's like almost like with your hands. Some people are not right handed or left handed. I think there's a word for it when you're mm. both. You can do you're both. You're left handed, right? No, I'm right. No, you're right handed. That's Elias. Right. I think maybe you think of it. Okay. Elias Canales. Yes, yes. Yeah. No, but um, but yeah, so it's just um. I don't, I don't, I'm not the type of person that I'm great in both. I think some people are really good with both. You're like pretty, like from what I've heard, you're really good with both. You can handle yes. both languages really yes. good. Um, but for me, yeah, like I actually do the podcast in Spanish sometimes. And man, my Spanish is like, just like broken, bro. I need some help. I need yeah. some like twerking or like, I don't know, just fixing or whatever. It's just, a, it's a challenge, but I take it upon myself. And I think what I need to do more of is read more books in Spanish, kind of like what you were saying, you know, is just to, um, you know, begin to read more, maybe listen to more things in Spanish to where it just helps your, um, you know, your, your speaking ability yeah. in, in that, in that language or whatever. And really just talking too, right? Like it, there's nothing better than, than like actually like practicing it, you yeah. know? And so what's hard for me is that like, I speak English everywhere. The only time I speak Spanish is with my mom. Okay. And so it's just, it makes it a little like harder to, to practice, but I mean, I'm getting there, you know, we tried with my kid, bro. We try to put Spanish into them and they, they can, they can, but that YouTube, bro, that messed them yeah. up, you know? And we're like, YouTube in Espanol, por favor, you know, but it didn't work out, bro. And then plus I was looking at the cartoons that they don't look good. Like they yeah, don't sound good, right? you yeah. know? And so like, okay, you can just do it. Yeah. No, it, it's not the same, you know, when, when you, the voiceovers, right? Yes. When the people do the, the voiceover actings, it's just like, I don't know. There are a few people, man. Del, I don't know if you know who Derbez is, but uh, yes. he, he'll like, yes. I think, for, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know who that is. Know who that is. <laughs> uh, but he, I think he does like for Shrek or whatever he does, like uh, the donkeys. Is it the donkeys voice or something? Um, but like there are a few actors that man could, you know, do a really good job, um, with the voice acting or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's, it's an awesome like gift. L let me, uh, let me go back to what we were talking about real quick. So with, um, when you would travel, you know, like, and go to different churches, you know, did you mostly go to a specific type of church or like, like English churches, like Spanish churches? Was it like different kinds of cultures? Like, how was that? It, it was different kind of cultures, bro. Uh, I was invited to different kind of, of, of non-denominational church, just like denomination. And and just, you know, you get to see uh, and experience how, how they worship God, you know, right. in different ways. You know, you have these churches that play contemporary music. You have these people that play gospel. I love gospel music. Mm. Uh, and on. then you got people that all, all, all play like uh, cumbias and rancheras and <laughs> merengue and salsa and all this stuff. And, and you get to, to, to know and how they run their services, bro, because right. it's very different, you know. And sometimes... Sometimes you get involved. I tell this to a lot of people that you get involved in this routine because you already know when you're going to pick up the offering, when this is going to happen. Right, right, so, right, right. But you would show up to a church and like the moment you walk in, they're probably picking up the offering. Yeah. You know, it's so different. I got to a church once, bro, and uh, they were all in the altar. And I was like, I looked at my wife. I was like, I think we got here late. Like they were on fire, bro. But we didn't realize that that's how they start. They all start in the altar, praising God. And then they wow. gradually worked their way to their seats. And so I was like, man, that was nice, you know? Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it was, it was different, yeah. you know, but, but yeah. Um, wh what about like when you're preaching, like are the, uh, is the audience, the crowd, the church, whatever you want to call it, um, 
are they different like receptive wise do they like some of them like talk back some of them are real quiet like just depending on like you know i guess yeah what kind of church it depends like i tell people i've been to these churches that you know, like Los Negritos, they, they like talk right yeah. back to you, right? They, they, yeah, tell me right. more. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some guy one time, bro, it was so funny. He had <laughs> said, uh, he was like, man, that's so good. I'm about to go get a drink of water. And I bust out, like <laughs> almost hilarious. laughed out there, bro. But that's I was hilarious. on the road. You know, use it, that one. Yeah, I know. That was so good. I'm going to go get a drink of water, bro. <laughs> yeah. He stood up and stuff. And and they're very, very, like, like you're, you're like, yeah, it's awesome, bro. Like yeah. you got the music playing in the background and stuff like that. And, and then you have all these other churches that you go to and it's like, you have to give them word, word. It's got to right. be word. You can't give them anything else. It's got to be word. And they're they're receptive to that. They're receiving it. Yeah. But then there's these other churches that like to, you know, laugh and have a great right. time. And, and you feel comfortable and stuff. Because sure. when I speak, I, you know, sometimes I have sermons where I, you know, making people laugh and stuff right. like that. Because I, I believe it's, it's, you can have a good time in the presence of God. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, but yeah, man, you get to meet a lot of people. I had the opportunity to go to Cuba uh, maybe about two years ago, three years ago. Wow. And there I was very, very uh, not. Well, yeah, you could say nervous, bro, because it's it's communism. It's it's what's, okay. what it's known more for. You yeah. Know? So you have to be very careful what you're speaking up there. And yeah, what you get arrested. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I had to look over my message a couple of times. Yeah. Not only that, bro, uh, if you know as uh, i'm hispanic but i'm chicano yeah and uh, some of the words that we say might be offensive to them sure so my friends that i was going with at the time i i was telling them i was like hey man uh, i would ask them questions can i say this can i say that they're like yeah you're fine just don't say this just don't say that but but uh but yeah man and, and you saw a hunger for god you know mm. and so you feel it it's like it's like the atmosphere whenever you walk into a place you know that something's going to happen, you know, yeah. and it's not like because you're going to speak, you know, it's not nothing like that. It's because God's there. You know, you feel the presence of God and, and God turns up and he does great things, you know, Amen. Yeah. man, that's that's powerful, man. I think um, sometimes we we don't give, uh, you know, God enough credit for the things that he does, you know, and the way that he moves um, sometimes like in such a way that like surprises us and just leaves us like without words. Do you have any like moments like that are like real memorable for you where like uh, whether you went to go speak somewhere or like it was at your home church or whatever, where you're just like, wow, like God did something that I'm to this day. Like, you know, it's so memorable like to me. Um, in my personal life, before I even started speaking, yeah. um, it was, it was at a camp. I remember that. Okay. It was at a church camp, and uh, you know, as a youth, you're going through so much battles, man. You know, so much temptation, and I really always thought that, uh, you know, for some reason, I didn't feel like God loved me, which is not true, you know. And so, and there was a night, and I remember it always happens, bro, that it's always the last night of a camp mm, that God on. moves, yeah, you know. Yeah, very so, true. Uh, and so, I know that God does some crazy stuff in, in, in any service, but the last one is like, this is all or nothing. Right, right. And so, I remember that I said, Lord, I, I want to feel your presence. I haven't felt you in a long time, and I wanted to be spirit-filled. I wanted to speak in tongues, you know. And I remember passing to the altar and I passed all the way to the front and everybody was there and all your friends. And this is the last night at the camp, you know, you're right. all with your crew and then they make you hug. And then you're, <laughs> yeah. oh, man, I love you. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. You and that person that you don't like your friends. <laughs> yeah. Like, then so Monday true. comes, you don't want to talk to them. Anymore, yeah. But that's another story. But uh, but then I, I was nowhere, man. I was like, I'm going to get away from the crowd. Like, I'm going to go even closer, like wow. to, to where I was in the front. And I started feeling God, bro. And then he started feeling me and the Holy Spirit. And I started speaking in tongues. And it changed my life to a, to a point where I realized that sometimes we are, are, are limiting ourselves mm. to, to have a relationship with God or an encounter with God. Yeah. I know you can have an encounter with God anywhere in your car, which those are the great ones. I always say that. But I remember that night, man. It was just that God came over me in a mighty way. You know those nights where you don't even care what's coming out, but you know yeah, it's all the fluids, all, yeah, all this, tears, coming, not everything. And, Come on, and, and you're look, you know, not looking around to see anybody's. No, I didn't even care who was around, you know. And, and that's what I remember, and so that was a, a great experience. And sometimes it's good to think about those experiences because uh, whenever now that I go speak, sometimes at camps, right. I remember there's one kid here right. that was probably like me that's about to have an encounter with God, right. and that's that. Those are those are what make 
you know, like the faith special, you yes. know, because it's like now that it's it's not just like theory. It's not just, you know, people, other people's stories or other people's testimonies like you, like you, you feeling like God's presence. You know, you're the one that's like being able to like feel it, like run through like your body and just it's it's special. You know, it's it's awesome, bro. Now that we're we're, we're coming back into the new normal. Um, one day I was at a church and I asked the pastor, I said, Hey, can I open the altar? You know, during this time yeah. of COVID. And he said, yeah, that'll be great. He's like, we wow. haven't done it. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I'll pray with my mask on, you know, I'll go down there and pray with my mask on. And at a distance, he was like, yeah, free, free. And, and when I opened the altar, I was like, come on, those that want to get a touch from God. Mm. Uh, I was waiting and I was like, oh, nobody's moving. You know, you know, how you're like, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, my God, you know, yeah. what did I do? Like, yeah. What's this emotion? You know, you know, yeah. you start thinking all those stuff. And then all of a sudden, one person started passing and then the other person. And then it started wow. getting filled up. And I realized there when I was leaving, the pastor told me, he's like, there was such a great hunger for even being in that altar. Mm. I know that you don't have to come to the altar to feel right. God because he's everywhere. But just taking that step of faith, getting out of your right. comfort zone and to go there and, and to experience something, you know, awesome, you know? Yeah, I, I think you said it, you know, like sometimes it's, it's taking that one step, you know, um, just something that you've never done before, something that, you know, uh, normally you wouldn't do or whatever. It's just it, it takes action. You know, you can't expect to get something different when you're doing the same thing. Exactly. I would never I never thought I was going to be a preacher. Honestly, uh, people forget my ministry started as a drummer. And so that's how that. I yeah. started. Yeah. So I started off playing drums when I was about two years old, three years old. I started right there with pots and pans and, <laughs> and banging on everything at White's Cafeteria and Luby's yeah. Cafeteria. I don't know if you remember White's, but there's some nah. people that know that one. But at Luby's Cafeteria, and I used to bang on, on, on all the stuff, and we would get moved from table to table. But my mom played keys at the, at the church or piano at the church, and we played all those coritos and all that stuff. And... Uh, but I was, I still didn't play there at the church yet. Till one day I told my dad, I'm seven years old. And I was like, Hey dad, I'm seven years old. Yeah. You know, El numero perfecto. Right. You know, uh, I, come on, but man. I was like, I'm seven well, years old. Preaching, yeah. Can I play drums? Yeah. And my dad's like, all right. And so they gave me the opportunity. It was on a Friday night. I'll never Ooh. forget that, bro. And it's crazy how you're saying like experience that you had, but I went up there and, and I, and I couldn't reach the pedals. And I remember my friends were in the front and, uh, and so all of them were there and, I started, I started playing, bro, you know, and they went into these songs that, you know, when you start playing all those, you know, fast songs, bro, I was tired, bro. I slept <laughs> in that first banca. I mean, you're I seven. Yeah. yeah. So, and so that's where it started. Yeah. And I was like, man, I'm going to be playing drums for the rest of my life, you know? Yeah. But my dad always told me when you were saying that a whole comf uh, being in your comfort zone, he's like, Hey, you should try to sing, you know? And I was like, oh, I'm not a singer, you know? And so, or you should try something new, you know? And, and I said, okay, so little by little, I started, you know, when they would give the jóvenes el topico de 15 minutos cada uno, you know, it felt like it was forever up there. My yeah, first yeah, five minutes sure. was looking down at the Bible, and the last <laughs> five minutes was looking at down at the Bible, right. too. But um, but that's where I started, bro, and and so Man, I, I, I worked myself to being comfortable to be able to speak. Yeah, I forgot about I forgot to ask you about that, because that's right. Like, you, you started off with music, right? That's where I started, and a lot of people don't realize that, bro. Yeah. I was at a church. And they were playing these songs, bro. And I love old school '90s. So everybody know that know me. They know that I like uh, Torre Fuerte mm. and Jesus Aran Romero. Well, they were playing these songs, bro. And I was like, and there was a drummer that was there, and he was a younger one. And I was like, hey, bro, let, let me get in. I had already preached, and you know how the altar starts, you know, right, 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 right. It starts to get on fire. And that guy's just looking at me. I was like, I can play, bro. I promise <laughs> I can play. And he's like, okay. So I started playing and. People like, realize that I've played drums. I was like, bro, this is where I started, yeah. you know? And so, but yeah, man, that's that's where I started. And I, I wish I would have started playing some other instruments so I could learn more, you know? But but that's, I know how to play trumpet and that's it. But that was back in middle school okay, and that okay. was it. But, uh, but yeah, bro, so. That's that's dope, though. Like, I, I saw uh, Mike Todd did that one time. I don't know if you know who Mike Todd is. Yes. Um, but he... Uh, Obviously a famous preacher or whatever, but he's got it on the drums. He just like starts sitting there and it's like, whoa, well, he can actually like play the drums too. So, I mean, almost like a similar like story, you know, there. In 20, in last year, um, my son, I thought I was done with drums, bro. I, I really did because I was, yeah. I was already, we don't, I don't play at church. Only 
like when the varones need it, I'm that varon now, you know? Oh <laughs> yeah. my gosh, you know? Yeah. And so they're like, hey, bro, we need a drummer, and I go out there and play. Like, I don't play with the youth anymore, but, or or now that the band that, the, the band that we have now, because sure. they have a, a great uh, drummer. And so I, uh, I was like, man, you know, my son, the last one was born, and my son started liking the drums, the older one. And, and so I was like, man, you know what? I'm going to start getting into it. So I started practicing again. I started getting into it, started getting all these cramps. And then I was like, you know what? There's nothing to do the first few months of, of you know, 2020. Yeah. So I'm just going to start. I started buying a drum set, bro. Yeah. And then I started investing money. And then wow. I just took off, you know, and just started practicing again and started getting back into it again. Everybody's like, so what's your mission? Are you going to start playing drums now? I was like, no, no, no. I just want to keep up with it because uh, I feel God tell me this is crazy, bro. I had told God I was done with that mm-hmm. area in my life of playing an instrument. Yeah. But God told me. Who are you to stop what Ooh. I did in your life? And that's how you started. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? That is true. Because I guess I've always, I used to have nightmares waking up and not being able to play the drums, you know? <laughs> it's so, but uh, but thankfully that hasn't happened and it will not happen. But but yeah, man. So I started experiencing and I started just learning stuff. But but yeah, bro. Now the worship teams nowadays, they're in another level now, bro. I used to yeah. be the guy that used to play with this big monitor in the back. Now you got the inner ears. Now you're working right. differently, you know, with tracks and all that stuff. So. It's changed. It's it's a it's a whole new world. I wouldn't know about that. I'm not in the, um, you know, music world like that. So, but it, it is different. Yes. And I know here with with our band, like all the equipment that they have, like I get lost. I'm like, yeah, I don't even know how y'all are making it work. But you know, like, uh, it sounds great, and that's yeah. all I I care about. Yeah. Um, I want to switch one last one 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 last time gears. Um, I want to ask you something. Um, you know, just kind of for for males like male young adults kind of like myself you know who who are single and you know just maybe in a relationship uh and or looking to be in a relationship um what 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 maybe dating advice would you give someone again like like myself that um is dating you know that back in the days we used to hear the preachings of the sayings like do not date somebody outside the church you go this you want right stuff like that I believe that even though you date somebody in the church and they don't have a vision or they don't have, mm. they don't want to commit, it's still you go this igual. You know what I'm saying? That's good. And so, and and so, we always like you know bombarding uh, el mundo, you know, the world. You know, you're not supposed to. But I honestly think, man, that if if you have a genuine relationship with God and, and you start to work in the ministry from the moment that you start dating somebody that's in church, obviously you want to find somebody that has the same faith so that you won't go through frustrations later on in life. But I was telling my wife the other day, I was like, it would suck to start dating in this time. You know, I'm sorry (laughs) to say that guys, but it it was just, I'm glad I found you and I value my wife. But I I hear that a lot. A lot of people come up to me and be like, Hey man, what advice can you give me uh, about that? I'm like, man, you know what? Uh, search for God, obviously. Right. And then be a person that gets ready financially. You know, a lot of people forget about that, bro, because the last thing you want is you're dating. Girls are dating a guy that ain't got a job, you know what I'm saying? Or vice versa or no quiere voltear una tortilla, you know. But but I think with with all the stuff that's been going on nowadays, man, is that, you know, there's so many ways to meet somebody now for the for the youngsters, you know. And so and I know that a lot of people are just they're scared to go into this commitment because maybe they didn't have a great example. Uh, by maybe parents or those siblings around them. And so they don't want to commit to a lot of stuff. But I think, and I know so, that God has a person prepared for each and every one of us. And do not rush into marriage, bro. That's what okay. I tell people, bro. Okay, yeah. Because everybody That's what wants, I want to hear. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't, take your time, bro. You okay. know what I'm saying? Because uh, when we first got married, you know, uh, my wife and I, I remember as soon as we came back from our honeymoon, people were like, bro, I, I had a vision, bro, that that you had twins and you had a baby this year. I'm like, first of all, I'm not going to have a kid because I plan my life. I try to plan my life. Right, I don't right. know if you notice I work by four, every four years I do something. So I was like, in four years, we'll have a kid because we didn't know where we were going to be at the moment. We didn't know if right. we were going to be an FDV or where God was going to take us, you know. But uh, but I tell people, don't rush because I think some people that already got married, they were like, well, I want you to experience the same thing as I do. The negative things, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I want you right. to get married, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But I, I think take your time, not too long, obviously, and be like, I'm 60 years old looking for something. No, but, uh, <laughs> but take your time and, and be ready, but not too long because sometimes whenever you're, you're single, 
you're used to living your life single and marriage is not for everybody. I'll probably be the first one to tell you is that. Is that so? That's different. Yes. Okay. Tell me about because it. Because I'm going to tell you something. I know people that are, que se han consagrado a Dios, like, uh, you know, they're, they're in with God, yeah. you know, and they haven't got married and people are like, they're weird, but no, that's, that's how they, they're supposed to be, man. So, okay. you know, but I don't think you, no, I just, <laughs> like, like, no, okay. no, no, yeah. you're like, yeah, you know what? Uh, I am not. No, yeah. But, but, uh, <laughs> no, bro, I, yeah, yeah, no, no but I, I don't think every marriage is for, just like yeah. kids ain't for everybody, bro. Okay. So we, we, we picture this model or, or we, we make this picture as like, you have to get married at this age, right? you know, by this age, you have to have kids. Dude, everybody's life is different. You yeah. know, everybody's life is different. And it looks different, right? It and looks different. Yes, right. yes, it looks different. Because uh, going back into this, I've seen people that try to to get married, you know, after a certain time, have the kids, and then at the end of the day, you know, they wind up, you know, being separated or divorced because right. of the fact it was rushed. It was just a, a hype, you know? Right, so I, I like what you said there, that like sometimes, you know, uh, you can rush into a marriage, right? Maybe you, you you found someone and you're like infatuated or you just think that it's the love of your life, you know, and you just can't wait. You're like, I just want to get married. You know, sometimes there's like, maybe at, at least for men, it's like, what's well, just like, you're like, well, it's because I have these like desires, you know, because exactly. she's a woman, right? Yeah, and yeah. like, and I just, I, I need to get these out of my system. Yeah. You know, like, what would you say to something like that? Like, would you say like, that's the right attitude or you should still like, no, like, you know, I know the Bible says, you know, it's better for you to get married and not like burn in your loins or something like yes, that. I don't yes. know, like I don't know exactly what it says, but it it tells you like you should you should do it rather than like fall into sin or yes, whatever. Yes. Um, but I also think that there's like I'm kind of like going to what you're saying. Like it's almost like a, a mistake though because it's not really love. Sometimes maybe sometimes it's like it's lust. Yeah, and what it's crazy. That's great what you say because some people want a wedding but they don't want a marriage. You mm. know what I'm saying? And so you want this party. And then after a few years, it, it doesn't work out, you know? And I tell my wife this, I never want to know you fully because the mm. moment I know you fully, I'm going to get bored of you. And so, uh -huh. and so, or you're going to get bored of me. So every day I want it to be something new that I'm going to learn from you. That way we can go on and, and, and have this successful marriage. And, and luckily, uh, thankfully, that uh, we have goals in our marriage that we go forward, that we're looking towards, you know what I'm saying, uh, to, to, to get to. And that's what thing that we look forward to. Like, we're looking forward to this. Yeah. We're looking forward to that. Like, whenever you get married, we're looking forward to get a house. We're looking forward to, right. to have our kids or to see them graduate and then have time for ourselves, you know. But I tell people, don't rush. Like, whenever they even have, when they get married, that's the first question people get as soon as they get married. I'm talking about the day of the wedding. You know, I said, so when are you going to have kids? You know, yeah, what I'm no. like, no, you know, take your time, yeah. get to travel. And then because, I mean, you're going to have them forever. Well, yeah. And, and you want to enjoy like I know for me, like whenever I, I do find someone and I get married, like I have the same mindset where I don't want to have kids right away. Like I love kids and I think they're great, but I want to enjoy my wife. I want to oh, get yeah. to know her. I want to like, you know, um prepare myself to to or both of us to the position to where um you know we're ready for for a kid because it's a huge responsibility Big. and I, i'm no parent you, you're obviously a parent Big, so you would bro. know but it's a huge responsibility Big. back in the days you could just grab your bag and then just go like i'll tell my wife hey i'm about to go play ball or i'm about to be like nine days like, you got to be home by 8 30 because the <laughs> boys got to go to sleep you know and the yeah. next day they got to go to school so it changes your life completely and i know that there's some couples out there the first years you come into some frustrations because you're like well i want to do this yeah but this is a new little life that you have you know that you're starting it this is a, a commitment too you know that you have to start with yeah. so so yeah man it's 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 something very different you know that that you go into D did um did your kids kind of like do you feel like when you had kids it changed you a little bit yes I, I'm going to say this, man, and, and, and whenever I, whenever my first son was born, um, the first, maybe first year of his life, I wasn't very active in his life. And this is crazy mm. that I say this right now because I was so busy with the church, right. you know, and I was so busy preaching a lot of places and I was barely establishing myself to becoming, uh, uh, a, a co-pastor sure. and so thankfully my wife is always being a prayer warrior and she's been always understanding but i started noticing that my son didn't want to come too close to me that he was wow. more drifting towards her 
And one day I realized, I was like, I can't do this to him, man. I, I, it's got to be God first, you know, and right. then your family and then the church. Because right. you can find any church in any place, but you only get one family, you mm -hmm. know. That's right. And so uh, thankfully my boys followed me. I got two of them. And, and so it started to mold me to be the parent, the dad that I am now, you know. And it's crazy because it's like. God gives you a second chance to become that father that maybe you didn't have. And I'm not trying wow. to bash my dad. Right, right, right. Like that. But my son's going to do the same thing. He's going to feel the same way, you sure. know, that one day he's going to look back. It's crazy. My brother, it's just me and Ezekiel. That's it. Yeah. And it's just Nathaniel and Jeremiah. And they're four years apart. And they're and me and Ezekiel are that. four yeah. apart. Yes, I'm That's telling crazy. you. And so I see when I see them. And my mom's like started all over again now. Now she has more time to give them, you know. Right, right. But but yeah, man, it's just and I started to mold me going back to when I first had my son to be ready for the second one and for them to to call on me. The other day, my wife called me and she was telling me she was like, "Hey, this kid don't want to go to sleep yet." The older one, he was like, "He don't want to go to sleep yet till you're here," because obviously he felt safe knowing that I was going to be home, sure. you know, and then me being, you know, six foot one and the way I'm built. Okay. You know, okay. You know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, you know. yeah. Okay. Okay. But you know what I'm saying? But, uh, no me voy a parar aquí, si no se va a ver but, but yeah, bro. So, but yeah, it's a, it's a whole new chapter in your life. I, I like how to start you differentiated between like, there's God, um, there's, you know, your family. Um, I forgot the order, but like you differentiated God, you differentiated from God in the ministry because I think a lot of people confuse them or like want to put them together, God and the church. Well, wait a second. No, like it's God's its own thing and then it's the church. It's its own thing as well, you know, because I think people, again, will, will mix that together. And because they feel like they owe something to God, they're, they, they feel like they always have to be at church. Exactly. It's, I think there's a difference. Yeah, no, there's a difference, bro, because if there's God and then there's a church. And some people only look for God and serve and pray when they're at church, you know? And so there's got to be a big difference there. Like, like what, like what happened to us now in this last year that happened, you know, yeah. that we weren't being able to get together. We were probably having our zoom services or however technology or whatever technology you use to get there. But we started like looking at God, like, Hey, you know what? God is, 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 he's there. He's, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to worship him just because I'm with others. Right. You know, I know it says about congregating, but he's not a God, building. Right. Exactly. Right. And so it's so that's why I say it that way, man, because whenever you start understanding it like that, you start to value even God even more. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah I, I just, I just think, you know, sometimes people will make that mistake that, you know, they feel like, because obviously God comes first, that they have to be in church. And it's like, well, there's a difference. Exactly. Yes, you have to be in church, but don't like, not not at the expense of your family. Yeah, and, and it's crazy because I've, I've seen it where even it's happened to me where you get busy in the things of the Lord and forget about the Lord uh, uh, of the, uh, uh, you forget about God. I don't know if you fall into this routine at right. church because as a leader, you're always running back and forth. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And uh, uh, a few months ago, I stopped caring what was going on. Like, mm -hmm. what program was it? What was that? I was like, I got to get mine. You know, I got to right. get in, into this, you know, worship. I don't care anymore of, of, of what's going to happen next or anything like that. Right. And I just started, you know, pouring out my heart toward God. But sometimes in the ministry, we get so busy yep. in a routine yep. that we don't say, you know what, God, just take over, right. you know what I'm saying? Over my life and just, you know, do something awesome. Right. I'm, I'm in nowhere near like, in the, the, the kind of weight that you have, you know, and the responsibilities that you have. But I can somehow, like, still relate to what you're saying in where, like, you get so caught up in the way, like, you know, are the lights going to come on? Are the, like, you know, people ready for, like, the ofrenda and, like, all these other things? And, like, you, you forget, you get so busy, you forget to, um, you know, be present in the moment, you know? And exactly. what the whole reason that you're there is, like, it's not to, you know, keep everything together that's like, no. that's god's job right exactly it, your job is just to, to worship him exactly. you know and you can do certain things to kind of help the process but you know never at ex at the expense of your relationship with god yes. you know and you also need that as well so I, I love i love what you're saying i think it's very helpful for anyone that's like in the ministry anyone yes. that's trying to um you know serve god but at the same time um you know have relationship with him because 
yeah it's 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 very uh, important uh the fact that whenever you're there and i was I, I i totally now understand it bro like the way things are seen from an outsider when somebody walks into that place and you sometimes you got to put yourself in different other yeah. people's shoes to understand you know that you know at the moment that you get there some people are comfortable worshiping god some people worship god even better when they're by themselves you mm -hmm. know and so sometimes you're like seeing them from up there they're not worshiping god at the moment right there but maybe at their house they worship differently even yeah. better than what a lot of people do inside i don't know if that if that makes any sense but but yeah man it's the, a walk with god is always an adventure bro yeah. he takes you through different uh areas in your life and but he's always there that's the greatest thing about it yeah um, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, for me, like my journey with God has been like interesting to say the least. I don't know like about for you. I don't know if you've ever had your highs and your lows. Oh, yeah. If you've ever had moments where like you're like, has God abandoned me or where you f you would rather like almost abandon God, you know, or just like I just don't want to be a part of this. You know, I just, you know, maybe you have your questions, your doubts or whatever. Um, but I, I think we're human, you know, and so we, we go through those things. You know, but in the end, you know, God always, you know, brings us back to his feet, you know, Amen. and, and, you know, but that I think all of that is necessary. And sometimes I think that, you know, we, we don't do a good enough job of being present in every moment. You know, we want to get out of that, you know, storm that we're in, mm -hmm. you know, we want to get out of that, you know, whatever situation it is. And, and just like, I think when we do that, we, we don't allow ourselves to actually learn why we're there yeah. you know in in every situation whether it's a storm whether it's even like situations where you know you feel like god has you know abandoned you even though we know that that's not the case but but you're there and you have that feeling for a reason you know i think god is trying always trying to teach you something yes. you know and so um have you ever had like situations like that have you ever had moments where whether it's doubt, whether it's like, you know, you're just like, I don't want to do this anymore or anything like that. Oh, yeah, man. Because uh, going back as an evangelist and whenever you go out there and speak and stuff and um, you're in and out, bro. But in a church, whenever you're a pastor, you're there and you're going to see the same people that are going to come, <laughs> yeah. you know, and the same problems and right. same frustration that's going to come. And sometimes you're like, maybe I don't have anything else to give. This is mm. it. But that's where it comes where uh, I think, man, the the last years of my life, I, I reduced my circle of friends mm. and started valuing relationships that are around me that are valuable. Right. I, I don't I, I don't know if that even makes sense. But no, it does. I, I say it because of the fact of that, um, you know, I just came back to the world of, of, of social media. And for the first time, I've had an Instagram. And so and I don't have Facebook. But I hadn't been around since, but it's been like almost 10 years. And I used to tell people, those people that care for me are going to search for me. And my birthday on Facebook is not going to remind them it's my birthday, you know? <laughs> right, so right, those right. people that really love me are going to know, by the way, my birthday's on Valentine's Day. But oh, it's okay, very okay. easy, you know? But um, but going back to this is I started minimizing and I started searching for those people. And I started making relationship with other friends like having make, sure. uh, having uh making friends with others me and my wife and and so but it doesn't mean that you can just confide in them because sometimes no. we want to trust somebody but it, right. you have to close this circle yeah. and i started doing that man and it worked really good you know to only have a certain people around you and it's great you know to be friends with everybody and i'm friends with a lot of people thankfully you know and and stuff but but it's just something that you have to have, like that's that's very intimate, a friendship yeah. that's very intimate that that can help you out. You know what I'm saying? But but yeah, I started learning to do that because of the fact that you know you need somebody to lean on, as yeah. as leaders, because you're a leader, bro, and yeah. and everybody's born to be a leader. I tell people at church, like some people, you know, so you leader. Yes, you are. You're leader of your house. You know, mm. and if you don't have family around you, you're leader of. Do mismo, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, but it, it's it's somebody you need to lean on somebody. And I and I go to this, bro, because sometimes what happens is that we don't want to tell other friends that our ministers, our faltas, our problems, 
because we feel like they're gonna have a a one up us or or, or be better than us or, or feel questioning like that. Or your question faith, faith or right like, or your weak that yeah. you're going that that's yeah. your weakness right, you know? right right and so it's but ever whenever you I mean come on man in, in in the Bible you saw how many times Paul was talking about you know that he was going through weaknesses right. and he was literally opening his heart. The guy was going through some stuff, and he's the baddest dude in the Old Testament, exactly. outside of a I mean, New Testament, outside of Jesus, Jesus. You know, and so and so, those are things that that to tell others to feel that because the devil, all he wants to do is put us in a corner, right, and, and frustrate us and and affect us that way we can't do what God has called us to do. Yeah, uh, man, I I couldn't agree more. And I think sometimes people will like almost I don't want to say like judge you, but you know just criticize you because you have like your select few group but i think everybody has to do that like you want to be friends with everybody and that's great i know i do i try to be friends with everybody but you know there are like always like those small group of people where you just make a certain connection where you feel like you can trust them um and they can trust you and whatever it is and yeah man they hold they hold you accountable they, they help you when when you're weak and they, they can see it you know when when something's going on with you and um, maybe you don't see it yourself. Maybe you do. Um, but you know, we all try to play this game of like, I'm fine. You know, when, even though, you know, you're not. And so, um, yeah, I, I, I love that. And I think, um, I couldn't agree more. You know? I just think about it this way. Jesus had 12 disciples. You know what I'm saying? Later on, it became 120, yeah. you know, and then after that, we, we, we multiplied and stuff, but he had 12 right. that, that he was. He narrowed with. it. Yeah. He narrowed it down. But then he even narrowed it down even more. He, he pulled aside like three when he went to the mountain exactly. of, uh, configuration. Uh, there was different moments where he's like, okay, for this space, I just need three. I just exactly. need, you know, a, a few of you. So he would do it too, you know? So um, I, I think it sucks for some people because nobody ever wants to be like, feel like they're being left out. But, you know, everyone, I think, makes certain connections with, with certain people. And, like, I don't think you should be mad that someone feels a stronger connection with someone else. I think, if anything, you should be looking at who you make a connection with, exactly. right? Because I'm sure you, you're making a connection with someone else. Um, but, you know, maybe because you're so focused on other people and whose, like, connection they're making, like, you know, that's why you're missing out on your connection. And, and, and being open to everybody's how do you say uh um ideas that's number one but everybody's different and unique you know sometimes they're not gonna get you're not you're not right or i'm not always right and right. i'm never gonna be so everybody else that opens up and and has something they have different qualities that you see in them you know mm -hmm. if anything that we've seen in these in this last year and, and and that we've seen now that we're going into 2021 like i said now people like to see and and, and hear podcasts, bro. Because yeah. instead of like reading books, it's 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 because of the fact that they they were valuing human life, right. bro. I mean, in twenty twenty, bro. I was telling this the other day to people. It's you remember when the malls were closed, bro? Like it was so yeah. boring, bro. <laughs> like I was volunteering to go to the uh, uh, grocery store okay. to the grocery store <laughs> yeah. and so uh, there was one day that was so bored bro that i went and just looked at cereals bro <laughs> los cereales i was just looking yeah. at all of them i was just looking at all of them and i was just like oh i used to eat that one day. i used to start experimenting and grabbing them and stuff like that now that i have money to buy them you know because yeah. back in the days you're like if i get this you know you're not gonna be able to have that but but it was just crazy i remember seeing somebody walk in with a, mo a motorcycle home and he never took it off but <laughs> but it's just crazy things that we saw but now you value and i've seen how even old friendships yeah have came back together maybe we're not that cool as we used to be or they're not that cool as they used to be but you acknowledge yourself be like you know yeah. what i'm glad that you're still on this earth you know right and so we don't have to be like buddy buddy you know what i'm saying but i know you're alive i know we don't have any bad blood between us yep. and we're cool unless you just go on you know you uh I, I i told you off air but i think you should start one man you should start your own podcast Bro, i think I don't know podcast is the new wave man yeah, i would be messing up nah. i'll be starting all over every five <laughs> minutes yeah. bro. Po podcast is the new wave man like you said it like i think people are a wealth of information they like there's such a huge resource and you know you don't have to sit down and read a 
you know, 400 page book, you know, like you could ask them a question and then like the answer's right there. And, and it's good that you do this. Sandy. I'm sorry to cut you off, but yeah. it's, it's, it's good that you do this because back in the days we used to have radio stations. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And then we sat here with a Bible open, you know, or they sat there and over there and, and not to show it, not to, I know that there's a lot of, you know, ministries out there. There's a place for that there, too. There, there, it's a place. But whenever you have this open uh, communication yeah. and you're talking about the world needs to see that we're humans, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You don't want somebody in your ear. Oh, 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 Right. You know what I'm saying? And so it's it's just the the fact that this is the way that you have that communication and have the I think the I've noticed and, and a lot of people can say amen to those that are listening to us at this moment is that there's people that are out in the world that are not even believers that are yeah. better and they're cooler <laughs> than people that are inside the church. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because they are open. They yeah. want to learn. I've known, I've, I've met a lot of people. Then you're like, man, this guy is really cool. He treats me better than people in my own church. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, you know, but that's one thing that I've realized is, you know what, man, I'm going to be open to it. That's what made me come out of my, my, my shell and started just, uh, you know, meeting new people and, you know, yeah, that still surprises me that you're telling me that you were kind of like shy or oh, whatever. Oh, bro, I was real yeah. shy, bro. I, I, and and some people that are listening, they're like, John, was you were never shy, bro. It's like, yeah. yes, I was. I was only crazy with those people that are around me. Now, man, I can talk to everybody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, Los Americanos, you know, the people that are born here, you know, they, they, they're, they're those gringos. You know how we say? <laughs> they say hi to you, bro. They don't even yeah, know you. And they'll have a full conversation. Yeah. Us Hispanics are like, hi. They're like, yeah, you don't <laughs> want to talk to nobody. Like, bro, he said hi. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, but yeah. But if you were shy, man, how, how did you how did you get your wife? How did that happen, bro? We've been knowing each other since we were probably seven years old. Oh, bro. so you worked on that for like years? Oh yeah, okay, man. Okay. And, and you know, and so <laughs> yes, bro. And then uh, she was a tomboy, and and I hung out with her brothers and and stuff. And then man, you she, put in overtime. She would get on my nerves, bro. I she <laughs> tells this story because I told her cousin one time. I feel sorry. I told her cousin, I feel sorry for whoever marries her. And so I wind up marrying her. You right. know what I'm saying? I, all, you don't really notice that everything I say comes back and hits mm, me in the face. Right. But, but she's That's great, funny. bro. She, yeah. and, and, and God's been good. Uh, and so we understand each other uh, with us dating. You know, it was very different and challenging because we let a lot of people get in the middle of us, you mm. know, and a lot of other ideas. But now that we're married, bro, we're like, we passed at home. We're, we're, we're just great. That's awesome, yeah. man. That's awesome. I love to hear. And thanks, man. Th thank you for coming on here, man. We're, we're actually a little over an hour now. And, nice. Uh, yeah, we... Uh, I'm trying to hit a record, bro. Right? <laughs> no, our record is for like almost an hour and a half or something like that. But Okay. But uh, this was good, man. Uh, thank you. Thank you for doing this. Yes, uh, thanks, bro. I know, uh, I know you're busy and you got a lot, a lot of things going on. Um, I think you were going to give a shout out to somebody. I don't uh, know. I got to give a yeah. shout out to Adam <laughs> Sanchez. I will be on your podcast, yeah. bro. I, I had told him that I was going to be there. And so with all these things that are going on, I'm remodeling my house and stuff. And now that we're going back and doing that church activities, it's been so busy. But I look forward to, to doing that and, and many others. Yeah. yeah. No, this I, is fun, bro. Yeah. I think I think I'm telling you, man, podcast is a new wave. Like. After doing Adams, you might be like, you know what? I think I will start my own podcast because yeah, they're, they're fun, bro. I'll probably use this state. Same yeah. no, <laughs> Come rent this, 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 <laughs> this place out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. no, but uh, honestly, man, thanks again. Thanks again for doing this. Uh, where where can people find you on Instagram? Like, what, I'm under Sir Drum a lot, bro. No. That's, that's <laughs> okay, all I know. Okay, yeah, Sir Drum a lot. That's what okay, it is. That's your you handle. Yeah, right. that's, that's, that's it. So you can find me there. Okay. and stuff like that but, right. but thanks man for having me i think you're doing great things you yeah. know and so appreciate it man yeah. and you guys uh know you can follow us on facebook on instagram we're on youtube uh apple podcast spotify uh please continue to watch us you know comment subscribe and uh, yeah we'll, we'll keep doing this god bless see you guys love the hat man wait i should i wanted to say you you came in here with a troca too troqueando for real straight up how do we do bro good man it's, it's good. good yeah i think uh for sure it'll um it'll get a lot of um attention and stuff and i mean my biggest thing honestly with this like we talked about it on here is just to be like um educational for people i think people um uh,